Oh yeah, I see you. What's up, everybody? And welcome back to Call to the Pen here at Call to the Pen HQ. Oh yeah, baby. It's the fastest show in MLB. Absolutely anywhere. With your host, who am I? It's the girl, Dem Sugar. The big man with the big mouth from the Big Apple. Big Johnny Stud coming to your worldwide from Brooklyn, New York as always. Oh my goodness. Is the Call to the Pen crew doing a dance in the chair. As always, we are feeling good, looking good, up before the crack of dawn. It's always to bring you this bad boy. Thank you so so, so, so much for the feedback and the interaction, all the positive comments and stuff on Twitter and everything has just been ridiculous. It really means a lot to me, everybody, you know, because you're spending your precious time here with me. And that's why I put so much gosh darn effort into fitting, you know, five pounds of info into this three pound box of ours. So make sure you rate, review and subscribe to the YouTube channel, our audio only people. I hear you as well. You check me out on Twitter at John Legaza, and I just have, I mean, I'm a literal tsunami of gambling information. Enough of that. We need more of this. Let's get at it, everybody. Another full slate today, and man, right, we just hit the ground running. We're in mid-season form, something, again, that I really, really take a lot of pride in. The, right, we, let's, let's just stop for a second, right? We can't, we don't throw the ball. We don't swing the bat. We don't control the outcome of the bat. But what do we control? One, we control the risk that goes into these things, right? This is a pretty good tip. And the other thing we do is control our work ethic and our attitude. So every single day, I'm going to be bringing you the very best work with a big old smile on my face. Win or lose, because that's not what this is about. If you're afraid of losing, you're in the wrong business. Yes, I'm a very nice guy, but I will show you exactly where the door is. All right, everybody, let's do the thing that we do, me and you, the hammer eight. HQ, baby, full slate. Like I said, first up, we're just going to do it as always, blowing through these games one by one. I'm going to get as much analysis in there as possible, put on any bets that we like. We know we are tracking these things on BetStamp, that phenomenal app. I'm sure it'll come up once or twice throughout the show, uh, something that I use all the time now, right? My best, uh, as, as like I kind of stuck up like pretentious MLB handicapper, the best compliment I could probably give anybody is that I use your work. So BetStamp, really helpful in tracking prices, right? We, you know, Mama said you better shop around. I don't know what else I could put it than that. So first up, it's Arizona and the Padres, the snakes with shapes on their back, and Zach Gallon going to the perfect weather to face the Friar Tucks. It's Gallon versus Darvish. Gallon, 135 for the D-backs, minus 145 for the Padres. Again, remember, these lines kind of move. I'm just trying to try to get an idea of it. I've been flying into this analysis without the price in mind, and it'll help kind of shape it all. We know Gallon is really, really good. Surface stats right here, don't lie, 254 ERA, 0.91 whip last year. All the herb run indicators really good. More importantly, right, more than anything, those kind of base stats, a better than 20% K minus walk, always something that we're looking for, and the better than 44% ground ball rate is up at 46, keeping home runs down three quarters of a home run per nine. So, you know, you got to like what you're getting from him. He's like a pretty much, he's like a legit ace. And then to uh, Darvish, who I always think about that flow chart when I think about you, Darvish, right? Do you throw seven pitches? If so, are you, you Darvish? If not, Stop doing that. Darvish known for one of the most robust arsenals in the league. Went 200 innings, 310 ERA, 0.95 whip. Just looking really, really good. And even at his age, they just gave him the bag. So you know they believe in him. Checking all those same boxes, 21% K minus walk. Always really good. Now, he's not really a ground ball pitcher. He's a quote-unquote fly ball pitcher. But remember, of the 44% fly ball, 10% infield fly rate. So always trying to incorporate those two things. That'll help you understand more why the home run per nine is down at one per nine, right? One home run per nine. This is for Darvish with a 44% fly ball rate. Hard hit rate's pretty steady, though when he misses, he does kind of get yoked sometimes. You see that reflected in the 9% barrel so this one's probably going to be pretty close i think on paper you know you got to like the padre offense they've come out i don't want to say hot right some of the surface stats a little low 224 batting average as a team the things i like to look for again when you get here the underpinning stuff the underlying statistics we can't overreact to like five games i want to know you know who's not swinging and missing well that'd be the padres 10 percent swing strike sub 30 percent chase rate 89 percent in zone contact they're really starting to get a click and get ready for this offense to start taking off they're coming off a really big walk-off win yesterday right kind of the rising tide might rise all boats so as much as i like gallon i think i'm going to leave him alone on this one my algo pretty much has this one evenly scored evenly placed you know why 
always like Gallon as the F5 dog, but not with the Padres kind of getting up off the mat, especially with the Diamondbacks kind of struggling. They've had a, re a really rough go of it. 229 team OBP. They have a 1% team walk rate, 37% chase rate, already seven double plays, 49 WRC plus for the Diamondbacks. So let's leave that one on the cutting room floor and keep it moving. It's the Baby Bears from Chicago and my dude, former Yankee prospect Hayden Wesneski, going to the Great American Small Park to face the Reds and Luis Sessa. Cubs are minus 125 favorite. Other side, Reds plus 115. Wesneski was awesome last year in a small set. Oh my goodness, sticking the thumb right in the Yankees' eye. They traded the Yankees traded Hayden Wesneski for Scott Efros and, from what I understand, a bag of oranges. Oh boy. Well, the Yankees having pitching injuries, which they had Wesneski last year, 33 innings, 218 ERA, 0.94 whip, 585 OPS, 218 expected ERA, deserved ERA at 2. 0.33, 25K to 5% walk. There's that 20% K minus walk, always something we're looking for. 61% first strike rate, and he can beat you in, he can beat you out. What do I mean? Above average chase rate, below average in zone contact rate, right? Meaning he maintains a low zone contact rate. So when he falls behind and needs a swinging strike, he can go and get it. That's really important in this new age of baseball as we keep going. All the contact suppression off the hook, 26% hard hit, four barrel, two. 30 expected Woba for Hayden Wesneski. He is awesome, but it's going to be hard to challenge. Not the Reds, because the Reds' offense is not very good. It's really challenging the ballpark more than anything. Sessa on the other side, he's just a guy. He was like a Yankee reliever for a while. I doubt we'll even get five innings. Some of the earn run indicators up at five or above. He has a five FIP, 9% K minus walk, 90% in zone contact rate. He's going to be pitching the contact. We're going to probably get a lot of runs today. Man, I didn't keep my on it. What's this? Uh, what's the F5 over here on this one. I probably should have had it circled. We always should be circling the F5. You know what? Let's, let's, ah, man. Uh, I can see why I'm humming and hoing already. We want the over 4.5. I don't like to play for five, particularly with a tie. The problem here, people, is the juice. I don't like to get with totals at 125 or beyond. So let's leave this one where it is. I might have already done this before. I might be getting deja vu. Maybe I said, oh, Reds. Let's bet the over, oh, the juice, minus 130. I will go to minus 120. Speaking of that, whenever we recommend anything, think of like a 10-cent sliding scale. You know, prices are going to move. This show comes out. You might see it later. Things move. I'm not going to tell you to chase any of my plays. That is not wise. However, I think a 10-cent slide is pretty much fair, right? So. As long as we're in that kind of parameter, I think you can go get it. So Cubs and Reds, I don't know, man. What do you think? These offenses aren't any good. The Reds just playing above, you know, their pay grade right now, 832 OPS, because the 23% line drive rate plays in Great American Small Park. They're still striking out 24% of the time. Cubs offense has been pretty weak, 679 team OPS, but a 51% ground ball rate, 3% barrel, 89 WRC plus. So listen, we really like Wesneski. He's going to be really good. We're going to do plenty of betting on him this year. I don't think today is the day. As much as I think that I like the Cubs and Wesneski, I am really worried about the Cubs offense and that ballpark. So I, I don't like to go all five. So again, let's just leave this one, but I do think we're going to get some scoring. Next up, it's the Twinkies from Minnesota and Kenta Maeda. He's back going to Miami to face the fish in Sandy Alcantara. How good is Sandy Alcantara? All right, well, we haven't seen Maeda. And so let's take a uh, quick stop. Hopefully, we already put on a bit of a clinic for you to rate, review, and subscribe to the audio-only pod. Get down up in the comment box. Let me know what I'm doing good. Let me know what I'm doing bad. And make sure to stick your cartoon finger all the way up inside me because those things matter just way more than they should. Where I'm getting at is this, of course, I mentioned me being a tsunami of baseball information. Yeah, you're getting a piece of it here. You're getting a grain of the sand from the endless beach. You can follow me on Twitter. It'll bring in. Right now, it's all free. So I'm going to show that I want your money, but we are going to be going premium for 25 cents a day. One of the things I'm most proud of is the starting pitcher advanced matrix that we put up every single day to really give you an idea of how these statistics work. I compartmentalize everything and format it and help you kind of understand a bit more and even point out weaknesses in matchups where I'm getting at is Maeda. A lot of people's pitching sheets for Maeda are blank. I went back and grabbed 2021, you know, 466 ERA, not any good. However, 655 OPS, sub 4 XFIP, 25K to 7% walk, 14% swing strike. 35-0 oh, swing, 84 in-zone contact, 6 barrel. The reason I did all those numbers in a row is because that's how the sheet reads. 
And you don't want to be thinking of like number, number, number. Yes, there's plenty of numbers above. However, we want the numbers to cross baskets, right? It goes from discipline, elevation, contact quality. Allow the statistics to kind of sing to you, right? To kind of tell you the story opposed to he has X barrel. That's not any good. We need to apply these things within a greater tapestry. How about that for a lesson? All righty. So Maida is a lot better than those surface stats. Look, he's really good. Sandy Alcantara, the Cy Young. Do I have to tell you how good he is? Man, just unbelievable. 228 ERA, 0.98 whip over 228 innings. Hachi, Machi, Liberace, man. Deserved ERA and a PFIP at 2.5 or below. Five and a half walk rate, 38-0 swing, 12.2 swinging strike. And that's where I wanted to get with Sandy Alcantara. I think my boy Sandy sometimes is erroneously kind of pegged as like a contact Pitcher, I don't necessarily think that's the case. And I think with the inception of the shift ban, I think we see more swings and misses from Alcantara. Bottom line is he is an absolute goat. The problem here is the disparity in offense right now. Again, we don't want to overreact to just a few games. However, we only got what we got. And I try and weigh it into the MLB moving averages, right? I try and weigh these things into a, again, a greater tapestry, a larger picture. Weave what we see into it. Right, you can't ignore it, but you can't overly weight it. But we got a problem. The Minnesota offense greater than sign Miami, and it's showing this year the disciplinary stats off the hook. Nine swing strike, 26-0 swing, 45 fly ball, 11 and a half barrel. That's how you're gonna get it done in this day and age, right? Reducing the chases, capitalizing on contact quality, swinging in the zone. You're gonna have to do that against Alcantara. I don't know how many runs they're gonna score. The problem is if Maida is any good at all, I doubt Miami does anything. They're just terrible. Nine runs. On the season, 30% K rate, eight double plays, 56% ground ball, dead last in fly balls. They aren't really going to have our time with my eight days. We're going to be throwing that power sinker over and 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 over until, you know, we end up, this one is probably going to be scoreless or or one run or less. Now, I got to admit, as I'm kind of capping this, verbalizing, I should say, this kind of starting to smell like an under. I'm looking at the... Algo sheet, again, one of the things that you get when you're subscribed to my third-party stuff is I, I don't just like to refer to my black box algo. That's like the worst. You know, yes, I want you to kind of tail me, I guess, like follow because you respect the work that I do. But I don't want you to say the algo does this and we just blindly listen. I always print all the scores and how to digest it so you can kind of see it. Yeah, we do have a kind of a low score here, 209 to 1.64 through 5. However, the OU at 3.5, I don't like to go under those, right? So here we go. As we verbalize, we're setting kind of some of these – uh, I don't want to say rules, right? You're not going to in trouble if you break them. But kind of, right? If we're looking to go over, we don't want the line at five. We want four and a half or below. If we're looking to go under, we want the line at four, particularly four on the under, because if you hit the fourth run, you could still get the push, which if you're looking to go under is pretty much a win at that point, right? So remember, always context and nuance and how we kind of apply these things. I know I don't have a bet for you yet, but I promise there's one coming up, and I think there's one right now. It's the fight and fills from Broad Street, Philadelphia, going to the South Bronx to meet the New York Yankees. The Bronx Bombers, the pin stripers. You know I love the Highlanders, but I don't care. I really don't care when it comes time to betting. I do not let that stuff touch my analysis. This one, let's just cut right to the chase. I think we're getting runs. I think we're getting a lot of them. So just skip to the end, circle the over, and I'll tell you why. We've got Matt Strom going to the Phillies. Is he a major league pitcher? I am not so sure. It's been more relief than anything. I'd be surprised if he goes more than one time through the order. I mean, he's had trouble with walks. In the past, he's had trouble not inducing chases in the past, though he's kept the ball in the yard, which is a good thing. I don't think you're going to be able to pitch to contact against these Yankees who are also known to not really chase. Flip side is Domingo Herman, 361 ERA, 116 whip last year, but a bit of a mixed bag. The earn number indicator is really all over the place. Sierra north of four and a quarter, the K rate below 20. Walk rate nice at six, which we like, but the 13% K minus walk, not exactly where you want to be. He's going to be pitching to contact, 88%. Zone contact rate for Domingo Hormon. So let's skip on over to the offense. I think they're both in a lot of trouble. Now, granted, the Phillies have struggled on offense. I understand. But please, talent people, talent over everything. Talent over everything. People are killing the Phillies. Why? The disciplinary basket has struggled. Only 5% walk, 35 chase, 
80 in-zone contact rate, right? How we build that disciplinary basket to give us an idea of the underpinning statistics and what we might think. I got Brian Rose up in a comment, the, you know, call to the pen crew. We're not just spectators here. Everybody, everybody's a hand in the pot. Brian says he saw Strom on a 65 pitch count as well. Yeah, okay. With, with him not inducing chases, 65 pitches might get him into one out into the third. If that, I think the Yankees are going to feast. I think Philly going to feast as well. So let's do the Phillies. Yes, people see the poor disciplinary stats. They've only hit one home run, scored 12 runs. However, 287 team batting average. Top five line drive rate, top eight hard hit rate, 333 team Woba, 108 WRC+. The Phillies have just not had it translate yet. The disciplinary problem should not be a problem against Domingo Herman, who just might be serving up batting practice. Other side, do I have to tell you the Yankees' offense is really, really, really good. Nine home runs already, 859 team OPS, but more importantly, 12.5% walk rate. Why? Because this chase rate down below 29. So this is just a very good matchup for the Yankees against Strom. Again, I think he's in a lot of trouble. Hop on over to the algorithm, and it's screaming red. Hachi Machi, finally. Let's bet some money. Let's get that over 4.5 people. We're probably going to move it to 5. Oh, I see some 115s. Let's get that minus 115 on the board. This I know for a fact. If you shop around, you do not have to pay juice. And I might go even further. Um, since we don't have an official sponsor, I don't have to worry about upsetting anybody. If your book is hanging minus 125 totals, you probably need another book. Right, so I think all the overs are good here. Team total F5s included. Those Phillies may or may not be included in my betting ticket today for my subs who are just over the moon. Yesterday we went absolutely ham, absolutely ham. We went 5-5 five five on team totals, and I put out the home run tracker every single day. I got into that when I was doing DFS work for the FTN network. It was really successful and really a lot of fun also. Why well, I come up with the three best home run Props for the day, I try and get them at at least plus 400 or better, right? You can see where I'm going. If you bet three home runs, equal risk, 0.10 unit each. Hitting one is a nice profit, 25% profit. And you don't have to even hit every day. You can fall behind. Now, I've been looking for 500 props or better. So we posted three yesterday. We hit Will Smith, you know, and like, there you go, right? And now everybody's just having a wonderful Christmas, where am I, to really just do really well. Not the brand, because we don't know how the outputs are going to go. But again, when you work this hard, it feels a lot less like luck. So Phillies in New York, just go on the over. I think we're going to trash. I think we're going to trash the books on this one. I wouldn't be surprised if this over gets into the double digits. All right, let's go to the next one. It's the flat fish of Florida and Josh Fleming minus 165 favorites against the Nationals in the Washington Capitals facing Chad. Cool cat. Fleming had a really rough go of it last year. 6-4 ERA, 189 whip. Yes, you heard that right. How is that possible? I don't know. Six and a half deserved ERA will get you there. 10% K minus walk. Just Really terrible pitching to contact nearly 90% of the time, allowing 44% hard hit, right? So do the math on that. 90% of balls in the zone are getting struck. Nearly half of those are going, you know, out at 95 miles an hour. So Fleming, who was more like a ground ball kind of contact suppression guy, it's been a rough go. I don't know if you can necessarily expect it, but the last time he saw righties, they had a 1,000 OPS against them. People hate the Nats because they stink. However, if you were covering my following, I should say, any of my offseason work, the ballpark in Washington is very conducive to home runs, in particular those righties. So that's the stuff I'm looking for is post-Humidor park data. Not really interested in the averages before. Washington, top five across the board. Home run to fly ball, home run to barrel, home run to blast. So keep an eye on that. You could look for offense in Washington regardless. Other side, Chad Cool was just it was just as bad. 137. How did anybody let him get 137 innings of 572-155 in whip with an 8? 45 OPS. This guy's terrible. The Sierra up near five. Expected ERA over five and a quarter. 8% K minus walk. This guy's going to be in a lot of trouble against Tampa, who is swinging the hot stick. Tampa Bay offense. Let's take a quick look. 27 runs already. Top three, seven dongs, 275 average, 349 OBP. Those are all firmly near the top of the board. 10% swinging strike, right? The things you generally see with teams that are playing well. Discipline. Now, it's not necessarily proven or correlated because there's too many variant pieces, but I go so far as to get on that limb and say I believe when a team is not playing the best way to look on is to look to the horizon right zoom up 35,000 foot view head on a swivel always keeping an eye on the entire battlefield not just the enemy in front of you right that disciplinary stats are at the beginning of it you start taking pitches you start being more selective 
Therefore, the ones that you swing at are, are hopefully more conducive to higher contact quality, which again is wonky, but good players going to do good things. Tampa Bay offense looking really good. Washington offense is not 189 team batting average, 530 team OPS, 3% barrel, 246 team mobile. Washington absolutely stinks. I don't think it's going to matter again. I think they will get off the bat. Even the worst teams win 60 games. Now, I don't think they're going to win any, but you will find this one on my F5 total pack. I think Washington gets there. I think we also want to circle this one for an over. I happen to hit my total. Again, I'm very much into regimented betting and not getting people in trouble. We have three F5 totals coming at you today. At a third of a unit, will get us a 1% risk, which again, in our data collection phase is really where I like to be. If I were to take a fourth bet, this would be it. I'd be hitting the over four and a half. But again, you see the crazy, crazy juice. The books are on this one, right? The public is on this one. Remember, it is noon. A lot of times the plays we put out first thing in the morning, <laughs> sometimes I'm part of the reason why the line has, has changed. I know my DJs are out there refreshing my thing at eight o'clock, waiting for it to come out. But I mean, that's the nature of the game, right? We're not going to hide from this. That's what Colton the pen that's what the hammer that's what we're all about is really the transparency and that's why you know i do some of this with a smirk on because the it's think about what kind of degenerate you are if you're talking about a line being stale at noon right but that's where we want to be that's the kind of mindset that killer you know mama mentality that we want to have trying to feast on every single cent so there's like a little spiel. Hopefully you learned something. Rate, review, and subscribe to the audio-only pod. If you're digging any of those nice visuals that Mr. Cooper got going for us, make sure you check out BetStamp. You know, the I, I really can't stress the pricing enough. Now, granted, if you're one of these operators doing millions of dollars worth of business, you're here to go, oh, I, I, every cent matters. Yes, every cent matters in theory, right? But not really, right? I like to be honest. And again, transparency, I know we're appealing to some novice betters. Again, I think the 10 cent rule will keep you from getting yourself into a lot of trouble. Once you get to 30, 25, or 30 cents, now we're talking disparate, you know, de determinative price differences is what it should say. So keep an eye on those prices, roll with us, and with a 10 cent slide, you know, you got to give me that little uh, leeway because, again, there is no standard operating procedure in sports betting. All right. Next up, black and yellow, black and yellow, black and yellow bucks from Pittsburgh. Rowanzi Contreras going to Bostonian to meet Nick Pavetta and the Red Laundry. Rowanzi Contreras, man, I was really high on him as a prospect, but Pittsburgh not doing a great job developing these kids. 379 ERA, 127 whip, not great. However, all the urban indicators are over 4.3. FIP, XFIP, XERA, Sierra deserved ERA, all above 4. 10% walk rate, that'll get you in trouble. 56% first strike rate, that'll get you in trouble. In zone contact rate up at 88. All those things are a bad combination. 46% hard hit, 11 barrel, 6% blast is why you're getting one and a quarter home runs per nine. You can actually expect that number to rise if you're just looking at the peripheral. So, as much as I like Rowanzi and as much as I think the future may be extremely bright for the young man, I'm having a hard time getting behind him, especially today. Boston offense starting to click up, pick up. Let's do Pavetta first. 180 innings last year, 456 ERA, a 1.38 with bit of a mixed bag. All the indicators up over four and a half because of the 9% walk rate, 10% swing strike, 56 first strike, right? A lot of running themes here. Way below average chase rate. What ends up happening? Pavetta, if he falls behind, can't induce the chases, is afraid to go in the zone. He ends up walking hitters. He's also been a bit of a fly ball pitcher. He does get his pop-ups, but lots of fly balls. The reason those matter when you see the 45% hard hit rate, right, via stat cast, that's a 95-mile-an-hour war metric. You know, when you just add the math up, right, 42% of the balls in the air, half of those 95-mile-an-hour out, 10% of the total, that ideal output, a barrel. Right. Uh, we've talked about how barrels haven't been as good as they used to be. Doesn't matter. Right. Hitters want them. Pitchers don't want to give them up. Pittsburgh offense in the tank. Going to be an interesting test. Though I have to say, they have all the signs of a young team that just with some inexperience that we may see kind of crack, break out, let's say, at some point this year. So what am I talking about? The average really low, OBP really low because the K rate is too high. However, the walk rate is starting to creep up, which is something that we like again, right? I'm staying within my theme. 
when the discipline starts to show, that's the first like leading indicator productions on the way. They're also getting plenty of lift and starting to barrel the ball. Other than that, Pittsburgh hasn't done a darn thing. But if you make mistakes to O'Neill Cruz, he's going to put a dent on the freaking moon with that thing. Make no mistake. Flip side, Boston Red Sox offense. They are humming right now. Humming. I think they're going to beat up on Ramsey. Something lovely. 33 runs in the league lead. 945 team OPS is the league lead. 406 team Wolva league lead. Top three in a bunch of other stuff. 391 team OBP. If Ramsey walks anybody, he's going to be in a lot, a lot. A trouble today. Red Sox really getting it going. I think that's probably where you want to be. They, I wish I believed in Pavetta a bit more. They're a bit juiced up more than I want to be. The line that we like here comes with the rud line, but you just can't trust Pavetta. There is no way you could trust Pavetta to go out and not give up two in the first. You got to leave this one or bet the over. Let's get it going. It's the Bluebirds from north of the border. Toronto Blue Jays and Yusei Kikuchi. I say this guy is a freaking gas can. Why is everybody continuing to chase this guy up against the Royals with Cheese and Chris Bubich? Royals got us home with the F5 team total in the first. That was the first inning. It's so, these F5 team totals are so funny. I absolutely love it. It's a bit of a soft market. And I think the spike in Babbitt because of the shift banning restriction, whatever you're calling it has created an uptick in scoring, even with the degradation of barrels, that I don't think has been properly reflected. So we're going to keep smashing the books over the head with these F-15 totals. Remember, nice odds. We bet solo, but it's like 130 to 140. Those are round robin odds, right, because you want to profit. And then if it gets to like 150, I'll pair parlays. And then they don't really go beyond that. So, again, I don't just like to give you the, oh, I bet this thing, but I don't talk about price and I don't talk about execution. I'm in there, in the arena, getting my ass handed to me like everybody else, right, all the time, okay? You know, these scars are there. They're well earned. So, we got Toronto. We got KC. You say Kikuchi. He's just always so bad. 519 ERA last year. 1-5 whip. 5-6-2 of FIP. 5-4-3 deserved ERA, 13% walk rate, 54 first strike rate. So he doesn't get ahead. He doesn't induce chases. He's got to come in the zone. And what is that happening? Knock. 15% barrel, two home runs per nine, 446 expected Woba on contact. Flip side, Chris Bubich, 5-6 ERA, 1-7 with a 9-35 OPS. Think about these numbers. The, the average hitter, like every hitter for the course of a season that faced this guy is an all-star. Just think about that. That's why I like to use OPS. I don't think it's, I don't think it's off. It's you Used off enough. ERA and whip are cool, but I, this is a hill. Let's do a quick lesson, everybody. So, ERA and whip are very right. They're useful. They're surface stats. We all know what they are. We all quote them. The problem is they're not very good, right? Whip probably more descriptive than ERA, which is stupid, right? It doesn't mean anything. The problem is when you put these two things together, any two points make a line, right? If any we have any technical analysts out there, any chart people, right? Any two points make a line. So you gotta be careful. You don't actually you don't have technical validation from two points. That's why I like to use OPS as a surface statistic. The third point either validates or invalidates a line, meaning a really low ERA with a super high whip is like Wait, what? That doesn't make sense. Well, if the OPS is up over 800, there you go. You throw away the band, the, the odd number. And then these things work in reverse and conversely and all that stuff. So, you know, a bit of the nuance and the context that you get when you roll with us at the Hammer HQ. Make sure you rate, review, and subscribe to the audio-only pod after you download the BetStamp app. <laughs> like, I really shouldn't have to ask you to download that thing. It's doing you a bad favor. You know, a free app that's going to save you sick money the first time you uh use it yeah nba props you know it's up you know i'm into art of war boom yo nba props uh 20 out there i gotta admit i'm one of your tailors i i, I got i don't like to bet on things i don't know but i have tailored in basketball before this is one of the true sort of goats because give, give you an idea of the robust community that we're kind of building here it's not just amateurs and newbies we have legit sharp professionals like nationally recognized sharps right are in here picking up what we're putting down with the big man the italian tasmanian devil firmly out the cage and we are just going absolutely ham so all right let's take a look at these offenses really quick we still got some games to get to toronto offense is awesome they're going to feast on boobich the thing we want to look for is whether the royals get the kakucha or not i absolutely think they will of course they will my thing here is and I wonder if there's a bit of stubbornness here. I mentioned as a professional trader in my past, I use a written plan, and that doesn't make me right, it doesn't make me wrong, it just makes me different. For example, I do not go under in cores ever. I don't care what my model says, I don't care what the weather is, I don't care. 
I don't go under Yankees games or Astros has nothing to be an Eagle fan. I don't go over five and a half F5. But man, if you look at it, our production crew doing such a great job doing the simpatico, you know, syncing here, the symbiosis between me and the, you know, interwebs, the ethos out there. Gosh, that 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 minus 105 looks so sexy over five and a half. So if you don't have rules like I do, that's another one. So we're at like a fifth over now. I'm, we're gonna have three that we lock in again. I'm not, I don't do this wishy washy. Oh, it's a lean, and I don't know what I like. I I I have a daily allotted risk. Certain plays went over that risk. I want you to have access to it, but that's also I have all the stuff on Twitter. You can just go see everything. I mark all the algo hits. I even explain that we don't bet them all, but you need the tools to make your own decision. So this one, I probably wish I was over on it. The KC offensive stats look like trash, but they're starting to come up here. Check it out. This is a good reason why how early season stats will get you in trouble. Then we'll move on. Kansas City, 179 team batting average, bottom two. How about a 56% hard hit rate, 95 mile an hour? That's number one, right? So, again, they're hitting the ball really, really hard. They're hitting it at people. Kansas City is going to be fine. There's going to be 1,000 runs scored in this one. All right, let's get up into the next one. It's a let's go Mets go. An old blue eye, chairman of the board, Max Scherzer, minus 143, favorite against the Brewers in Beertown. And Wade Miley, Brewers getting that plus 135. I mean, listen, the pitching matchup here is Scherzer, greater than sign, greater than sign, greater than sign. How many greater than signs can we go? So it always comes down to the juice here. I haven't gotten to this one yet. This one may ring up as this run line here. Again, if you follow, you know, remember, I'm up before the crack of dawn. I have all this work and stuff. It ain't easy, obviously. I like to think my work at least reeks of effort, whether or not you like it or not. That, man, as I'm as I'm verbalizing, I think I like the Mets uh, spot in the run here, providing we get it down near that even money. That's another one, another one of the rules. I really don't like to go over minus 125 and have to front the run. Those two things are not congruent. I'd rather not do that. I'd rather punt back to the MLs, which, again, I'm not, not sure a full game better. I'd much rather bet F5s and eliminate the wonky variantness, variantness, I'm making up words, of the bullpen. But sometimes price matters. And in particular, I think this matters also, right? We're talking, as we do analysis, we're talking theory. We're talking application, right? This is what you get. Hopefully with me, I'd like to do the work of like eight different people. It's fucking ridiculous. You know? um, where that matters, being able to punt back from F5 to full game, aside from the price, is when you have a pitcher that can go seven, right? So that, re that really matters. Scherzer, again, being one of those guys. So Met money line, don't be, don't be surprised if you see that one pop up on the board. Met offense, it made him up and down. The disciplinary stats looking really strong. So, you know, I think it's coming. You know, 17, how about this Mets offense? 17% K to 13% walk. That is ridiculous. 3.5% K minus walk as a team. Again, people see the low fly ball rate, the 201 team batting average. However, top three in line drive rate, they're getting there with the barrels. That number is getting up over six. Eight doubles, four steals. The Mets are starting to get it done a little bit. So, again, don't throw them away because you're seeing blue on the sheet. Brewers offense, I'm just not a fan right now. They're walking a ton, which is really cool, but the contact is not there. The ground ball rate up near 50, the bow rate down below four. I'm having a hard time getting with the Brewers. Also, they've had some injuries going on. So I don't have anything official on this one, but I think we're going to lean on the Mets to win it. Okay, how are we doing as far as time? All right, halfway and halfway, man. Let's do the thing that we do, me and you, the Hammer HQ crew, homies. All right, it's the Chopping Braves from the Dirty Dirty ATL up against St. Louis and that beautiful arch. It's Dylan Dodd plus 125 and Steven Matz minus 135. Oh, my gosh. Here's another. I get, you can kind of tell when I have bets coming because I've already looked at this stuff and I just don't, I just don't get it. Uh, people are – I think they're enamored with this bit of production they saw from Dylan Dodd in the preseason spring training. Well – he got outperformed by Schuster, and look how that happened. He's not a major league pitcher yet. Okay, there's a lot of times when these names pop up, these guys were not touted prospects. You've never heard of them before. Usually there's a reason. Okay, so I don't think you're going to get any of these minor league representative stats from Dodd today at all. I think you're going to get exactly what you got from Schuster. I think he's going to get beat up. Flip side, Stephen Matz, 525 ERA, 125 whip, 854 OPS. Now, some of the earn run indicators – are, are pretty good. And I would say the strikeout basket is also not bad because he keeps the walks down, 12% swing and strike, in-zone contact rate down also. The thing is, the misses are really bad. And he's, Bass has always had a problem with that. I, I don't, 
I, I'm not exactly sure. I normally don't get to deep dive like these kind of bad pitchers. But generally, when you see this that kind of disciplinary basket, but at the same time allowing the near double-digit barrel one and a half home runs per nine, it's because he misses with the fastball too low. And just looking at the stats, we're not seeing anything else, a single tape. We're not seeing a heat map. My guess would be he just needs to elevate the fastball a bit more. Again, these are not things we know if they're going to do. Maybe he's not comfortable doing it. Maybe he can't touch the top of his own. So, I don't know. Either way, I think both of these guys are just in a in a absolute boatload of trouble. Atlanta offense, we know they're humming. 816 team OPS, single-digit K-minus walk, 28% chase rate, leading the league in barrels. It's going to be a rough day for Mads, especially against the righties, you know, like uh, Riley and Acuna. They're probably just going to feast on his poor schmuck. And then on the other side, the Cardinal offense is so good. It's so good. Very rarely will I ever talk about betting futures based on an offense. You know, you can tell from my analysis. It's very pitching-centered. I believe that's where the answer to the key is with pitching. But the St. Louis offense is so could this has like indianapolis colts peyton manning on it like they're just gonna they're gonna bludgeon you to death and then they'll kind of worry about the pitching in the playoffs right now i mean the st louis office is ridiculous 356 team batting average 945 ops 15 percent k 410 whoa i'm sorry i all league leading this offense is phenomenal and then it's beyond the stars who have just been okay like that's the whole thing the stars have not even been that great Guys you never heard of, you know, that were ancillary plays. Nolan Gorman, yeah, he's like a platoon guy. He strikes out too much. Well, he fixed something. He's awesome. Brendan Donovan, he's like a Brendan Donovan's like a utility kind of contact guy. Well, we got word that he's starting to pull the elevated fly balls. Oh, this guy's nuts now. So that, as much as I joke, they're analytically driven. They're using these designer bats. They're using the biomechanics. They're getting the most out of everybody. All right, so... I can't believe it. The Cardinals almost are on the written rule list of not going up against them. So we're just not looking to tempt that fate whatsoever. What we do want, we want the over on this one. Obviously, smash that bad boy. We, ah, man, I'm making faces. Uh, my uh, my people, I think, feasted on this one already. We're at five, and it's juiced. I'm sorry. All right, let's pull this one. All right, let's pull. let's pull this one down. Production, I don't know if you laid the bets already. See, again, we're kind of building a boat in the middle of the ocean. All right. When we get to the end, I'm going to try and smooth this one out. I'm not recommending this. I'm not going against the written play, especially because those fives were juiced up. If anybody understands what was going on, remember, these markets are fluid and they're moving. I, I don't make the – I try not to post early, 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 even pick my play early because I want the line live so I can help you, right? That's the only thing that matters to me when this red light goes on. It was at four and a half. It was at even price. Obviously, the public caught up on this one. Now it's at five and it's juiced. If you find five even, you could smack it because we'll, I think we're going to five, right? That's the point of my bet. Worst case, you get to push. Don't pay 125 for five ever. So if, if at the end I can gain my thoughts, we'll tack back on that third one. But for now, let's move on to the next game. I got to get some giddy up, don't I? All right, it's Baltimore. This one should be easy. Baltimore, N-T-B-D, going up against Texas and Andrew Haney, who – He's funny. He can be so impactful on a per-inning basis, but then the misses happen, right? I mentioned it before, and it's the same kind of thing. So Andrew Haney, one side of the coin, 17% swinging strike, 30% K-minus walk. This is ridiculous. 65 swing strike, 40% O-swing. However, 46 fly ball, 11 barrel, one and three-quarter home run per nine. So really, uh, Michael K would say on the Yankee broadcast, Andrew Haney is the little girl with the curl because he's either really, really good or he's really, really bad. I am in love with this Baltimore offense. One of the top – I mean, top three almost across the board, all the stuff that matters, and maybe more importantly, leading the league in steals, right? So this is really interesting. We all talked about steals popping up. It's happened. However, it has not been – evenly dispersed, right? Men schmear. So that's what happened. We're getting it. We're not getting that, right? It's been Mateo. It's been Mullins. You're getting it from uh, G-Man Bay on Pittsburgh. You know, guys, Miles Straw still multiple bases. That's what it's going to be. Is it looks like the guys that break the pop time calculations, Corbin Carroll also, he's still a base doesn't even get a throw. It's ridiculous. So 
keep an eye on that. We like those teams that steal because a guy on first could be a guy on third. This is like Ricky Henderson type stuff. Other side, the Texas offense looking really good. The surface stats start to catch up to some of the disciplinary stuff. They have the good contact rate. They're not chasing. They're hitting the ball really hard. 110 WRC plus of them well above average for Texas. So I don't know who TBD is. I don't know. I think I like Boston beat up on, on Haney, but without all the pieces to the puzzle, I kind of leave this one. Again, if you're interested, I will go back and score this game on the algo, post it through Twitter later on today. Let's move it up. It's, oh, let's go to Detroit Rock City. It's Los Tigres and Matt Manning. 245 underdogs going to Houston to face Framber Valdez and the Astros minus 270 favorites. I actually happen to like Matt Manning, although it's very much just a guy type of thing. He's not like a fantasy pitcher. There's no strikeouts. I do like him as an F5 pitcher, just not today because, again, we're not looking to face the Astros right now. You just don't do that. There's no need to do that. Jordan Alvarez is healthy, and he's hitting home runs. They had a big game yesterday, and they look like they're getting up off the bat. You know, there's just no reason – to tempt these guys when they're healthy, in particular when you talk about a pitcher like Manning and the contact and the contact game, right? So if you want to roll out these, you know, kind of ground bowlers looking for double plays, which are our best friend in F5, you want a weaker quality of contact on the other side, and then maybe not like the pitching disaster it's going to be for Detroit. I am in love with Fernando Valdez. He's on my Saw Young Futures ticket. 282 ERA, 116 whip, 600 OPS flat. Earn run indicators all looking awesome. Just everything firmly in place. Important, more important than anything, this 66% ground ball rate. He is really, really, really impossible to take out. So we want to keep an eye on Framber. But again, remember, Houston, very analytically driven, always getting the most out of their players. And we saw that with Framber last year. Framber tacked on two miles an hour to the entire arsenal while adding a cutter. That boosted his swing and strike rate. So these are the kind of things that you get here, hopefully hang with us and Hammer HQ that you don't get looking at season stats. These intra-season changes, right, intra-season within a season to arsenal and mechanical changes, release points, and velo, which then have subsequent effects, which kind of, I'm not saying erase the past, but they render backward-looking projections useless, right? I'm trying to be as... I'm trying to be as intellectually proper and uh, correct here, right, Bob? I'm trying to be as right. I'm me trying to be right as possible. But I mean, I don't want to be too assertive. I'm not trying to know everything. I'm just trying to be skeptical where it deserves skepticism, confident where that is also deserved, but also willing to understand that, again, we don't throw the ball or swing the bat, that this could go anyway, which is why risk management and putting yourself in strong probabilistic scenarios is so important. You just don't have to bet every game. So let's forget this one. I mean, I guess I didn't see the Houston rub line. I guess that might be something. How about how's, what's a full game run line look like on this one? You know it's bad when the, the F5s are spotting one and a half. That's ridiculous. Houston is spotting one and a half with juice. So I think Houston run line might be viable, but again, I don't like to go above 125 with juice. You know, you got that run should cost something, but yeah, man, I don't know. That's a bit that's a bit high for me. So I don't know. I'll probably leave this one. If you're a parlay better, maybe the uh Houston run line might end up on the 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 dime parlay. I like to do that. I know I'm all like business, it's all very like regiment to discipline this one but i do have a i do put out a four team parlay for a tenth of a unit every day that's full game that kind of you know we bet f5s they end early and sometimes when you lose you're like mad so this kind of gives you some something to kind of root for bets with some legs so forget the houston money line um if if i ever post a minus 300 money line i've been kidnapped please Please alert the authorities. Somebody please make sure my lovely wife and two beautiful children are okay because that just ain't me. All right, next up, it's Cleetown, the Guardians, and Shane Bieber, Fever, 180 favorites, going to Oaktown to face the Elephants, bouncing on beach balls and J.P. Sears. I'm raising the roof. Why am I raising the roof? Because all types of sharp fantasy people were adding Zach Plesak when we were like, we're betting on the Astros. And, I mean, the Athletics, and the Athletics got that F5 team total hope for us with ease. They scored six runs in the first five. Remember, people, the A's win games also. People have such a hard time digesting this. When are they going to win? When they face bad pitchers like Plesak, when are they going to lose when they face pitchers like Shane Bieber? 288 ERA, 104 whip, 627 OPS in 200 innings. Also, you know, Bieber, of course, the, the earn run indicators love him. 
the walk rate below five. Where I think he gets banged a little bit is I know, and I've been part of this, doing all the nerdy, granular, you know, diagnostic stuff. Yes, Bieber's fastball is down in velo. It's also worsened in shape. That said, his secondary pitches are so good, and his control is so excellent that he can supersede all of it. Right, so as much as I'll talk, oh, I want to swing and miss. I like filthy, stanky ched, filthy electricity. Yes, we do. However, when you're crafty like Bieber, you could still get 14% swinging strike, 61 first strike, 35 O swing. So he forces chases. And that's with a pretty high in zone contact rate. Remember, don't always let that throw you off. Just because he allows contact, it's not hard because it's generally around the edges, right? Remember, bad and ball quality is wonky and it's not directly correlated. But oftentimes with a pitcher, it's meaning it's not a pitcher skill, but oftentimes it's a function of poor command. So Shane Bieber, 1.7% blast rate, right? That's the ideal subset of barrels. So gosh, he's just very hard to get a hold of, very hard to lift. Bieber's going to be really good. I tend to like J.P. Sears. I don't think we want to be looking so much at last year's stats, maybe because he was a Yankee guy also. I think he's got some nice swing and miss stuff. I don't think it's going to be enough to outdo the Guardians because I just don't think Oakland scores today. Oakland Athletics offense, I'm 226 batting average as a team. 299 OBP as a team, 660 team OPS, and it just gets worse from there. You know, we thought we thought they'd be running like crazy. Oakland has one steal so far this year. Maybe they'll eventually get with it. I'd like to see a story Rees towards the top of the lineup. Hasn't happened yet. Oakland not chasing, but that's about it. They are putting the ball in the air, but they're not barreling in it. 293 Woba. They are really, really struggling. I didn't bet the A's because – they were just a good matchup with Plesak. I don't think they get that matchup today. I didn't see – see, I, I told you I was going to bring the, the prices today. So I brought the price. I know I'm not paying minus 180. What's that full game run line look like here? Man, I wonder. Maybe we'll get that. Yeah, I think – see, I think this is something that I like. And right off the bat, this would be a viable replacement. So I'm just trying to keep it because I will forget. You saw it yesterday. I just spun off the rails. I couldn't remember anything. I have to write – I balance so much data – the stuff I don't commit to memory that I know I need to keep, forget it, forget about it, gone. So this I think we can get at Cleveland with the cover. I seen plus money there. So that is something that we really like. Thank you, Coop. Plus 102. Even if you get it again, remember the 10-cent slide. Even at minus 105, I think Cleveland gets the cover today. They came back at one yesterday, but remember, Oakland is set to lose 100 games. The, the bullpen is bad. The offense is bad. Even if I think Sears is okay, I don't think he gets through six, and then I think Cleveland feasts. So that's why, again, right, how we apply sometimes F5 versus full game. I'm not going to pay extra for something that I think is to our detriment, right? So, again, I, I hope everybody is kind of digging the stylistic, you know, approach here. That we get it. What do we got? We got two games left. Just enough time to do it. It's the Halos and Jose Suarez going to Seattle in the Pacific Northwest to face Luis Castillo. Man, I am loving the Angels so far this year. The public hasn't really gotten with them. Public seeming to like Seattle. I get news for you. Yes, I, I'll just tell you. I, yes, I think Seattle wins. Yes, I do. I like Luis Castillo better than I like Jose Suarez. That said, I like Jose Suarez, and I don't think this game is properly priced. So if we have any numbers betters out there, I think L.A. run line it just makes too much sense, especially on the full game, because L.A. is looking really, really good. Suarez, 396 ERA, 125 whip, over 109 innings. However, 567 OPS, 3.5 P-FIP, X-FIP nice and low, round three and a half. A lot of the disciplinary stats are really good. I like anybody that has that 61% strike rate or better, 35% O-swing or better at such a chase rate. So right, think about that. Right, He gets a first strike with the ability to induce chases. You can see how those two things work in symbiosis, Right, how they work together, wanting to get ahead and induce chases. So if he throws a breaking ball and it's 0-1 and he's able to get you to chase, man, it's 0-2 and you're up against it already. Jose Suarez – one of my favorite, let's call them, and honestly, my favorite pitchers. I'm a big pitching guy, so he can be, you know, I like a lot of pitchers. He is one of my favorite kind of like six, seven type starters, like for sure, for sure. Absolutely. You'll be seeing us bet on Jose Suarez a lot in particular if the public keeps, you know, just from away from their infatuation with the Angels. Flip side, Luis Castillo is the goat of goats. 299 ERA, 108 whip, 646 OPS. 
he added velo, but not only that, he's really sharp. Seattle is also a really good analytically driven program there. He had that changeup that was like colon collapsing. They were like, eh, whatever, we'll make you a fastball pitcher. Not only did they tack on two miles an hour, forget it, they brought Luis Castillo into the elite, elite category of diagnostic four-seamers with McClanahan and Burns and DeGrom, Hunter Green. So Castillo has it all right now. He is just absolute filth. So I get it. I get the minus 170. I just don't think it's it's disparate enough. I mean, I don't think it covers it enough. Team offense, I don't know. He's looking pretty good across the board. You know, top eight in runs, 270 BA, 788 OPS, single-digit K-minus walk, single-digit swing and strike, 87% in-zone contact rate, 48% hard hit rate, 347 Woba. Pretty strong. Last I checked, they got guys like Mike Trout, Shohei Otani, Taylor Ward, Brandon Drury, even these guys I like. And Renhevo is starting to swing a stick. Who he's a guy that I really like, providing he's not like your two hitter. I think I think when you put him in the front third, you're asking too much of him. And I think when you let him hit six or seven, where pitchers have to approach him a little bit differently, right? They kind of got to get past him. He could do some damage. So. I really like this Angels team. Seattle offense, not nearly as good. 188 team batting average, 559 OPS. They have a 55 team WRC+. plus. They've gotten it done with a bunch of doubles. They're not hitting home runs. The contact rate is there. They're putting the ball in the air a ton. 47% fly ball for the Mariners, I think, is the lead league. But if we're not getting it to carry out, right? remember, part of the weather is still in play here. I did mention an uptick in scoring, but it's because of the uptick in Babbitt. Home run to fly balls are still down. Home run to barrel still down. So teams like Seattle in the cold weather, making lots of contact but putting it up in the air, they're going to struggle. The more I see this, the more I think L.A. has a chance to, to win this one outright. I, and I love Castillo, but I think if we have some like sneaky kind of other people, I think um, maybe compare those two, right? Like if L.A. were to win, then I think it's with the under. So, like, you maybe open a door to get some love there, although at a plus 150 for the outright, I like that. I'm struggling to get the full game run line, which I mentioned before. They put a full dollar on that. Minus 150, just too steep. I, I don't think I would pay the full dollar because of the ghost runner rules and how they could affect the outcome. I'd rather just play for the 155 and dial down my risk, but maybe that one's better served for another day. Okay, we got uh last one. All right, let's do it, and then we'll get out of here right at the hour mark. Thank you so much for sticking around, you know, picking up what we're putting down. We really do appreciate everybody and hope that you're digging this new style, right? I don't I, I don't know what other people are doing out there. I stopped listening to it a while ago. And it's not to insult anybody. I just think you need all of this, I think it's analytics. I think it's game theory. I think it's betting understanding. I think it's market dynamics. I think it's risk reward scenarios. I think it's disciplinary strategies, right? It's, it, oh, what haven't we named yet? Picking the winner. You know, I, that's like one of the lesser important parts of it. I know it sounds kind of intuitive, but often this life is. All right, let's get this last one. It's the Rockies and Herman Marquez. The Rockies also got us to that F5 team total yesterday. People sucking your teeth, but Michael Grove. Just stop with that. Stop with that. Teams score runs. And it's not, again, this is not dark trust. The algo. The algorithm is specifically based on these teams and pitchers to score F5s. If you jump on the Twitter and you hop on over to the Sharpener stuff, right now it's all free. So by all means, go check it out for nothing. Even when we go live, it's 25 cents a day. I have it all. The key is out there. If the algo scores a game at one run over the line, you got to smash it. Don't even look. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Because whatever it is that you're going to say, I hate to do this, but again, if you made it to the end, hopefully you like me enough that I can be a little bit arrogant. If you... You're gonna, but what about like the, the split lefty split? People, what about the end zone contact? What about the swing and miss? What about the ballpark? These things are already incorporated, okay? They're already incorporated and, and like smoothed out to the silky smoothiest, you know, 99 and 44, 100th pure, baby. So, again, uh, that is the one thing that I do. Like, I subscribe to the model on those F5 team totals, and it's where I've kind of made my bones in this industry this last year or so. And we just we mopped the floor with the book's face yesterday, and it was awesome. Okay, all right. Let's do this last one. Herman Marquez and the Rockies going to Hollywood, always up to no good, to face the Trolley Dodgers and Julio Arias. Man, remember when Herman Marquez was good? I remember. I remember when he was good. I remember that. 
well, it's been a while, and we always used to blame it on cores, but then he started falling apart on the road as well. 495 ERA, 137 whip, 855 OPS. This is from Armand Marquez. Earnhardt indicators all at four and a half, four and three, four and a quarter, let's say, or worse. 11% K minus walk, 25% CSW. It's not going to get it done because the end zone contact rate is up above 90, hard hit rate at 47. Right? Why are you getting one and a half home runs per nine? Because he's got to go in the zone constantly and it's getting barreled out the other direction. I don't know what happened to this guy, man. What a disaster. For years, I always wanted the Yankees to kind of go after him. I thought, you know, maybe there was something there and it could be like a number three or four starter. Well, Cashman, if you're watching, feel free to hire me, first of all. But also, we'll get Herman Marquez. Julio Urias, I know I get dinged for him because I'm like the anti Urias guy. Just because I think he goes too high in fantasy. I think in real life, he's awesome, right? Remember, that there's a difference, people. 175 innings, 216, ERA 0.96. Whip. Expected ERA of 2.8. Deserved ERA of 2.4. 6% walk. 62 first strike. And, you know, the 229 BABIP, the, the calling card of a Dodgers pitcher, they have just figured out BABIP. And they're, you know, they're throwing these sweepers low in the zone. And even if you offer at it and get something, then, you know, that's what it is. I see Damani up in the comments. Guys, I paid the 50 bucks and it paid for itself first days. Those TT overs were cash. Well, thank you so much, Mr. Strasen. I really do appreciate you. And I don't want to boast because there are going to be ups and downs, ebbs and flows. We're going to lose. Like That's part of it. However, I feel so strongly about the algorithm and these F5 team totals. But also, like I mentioned, BABIP driving up scoring. The books unwilling to push those totals to two and give us the push. We already have a strategy for the juice, right? So their answer, again, if you follow me on Twitter, I'm always covering the F5 wars, right? How they pull these things. They hide them and stuff. I'm not giving up, man. I got the, the, the da -da -da, you know, I got the Rambo bit. Da -da. We're getting ready for us when you see me screwing on that, that arrow. We're going after it. We're not giving up. So their first swipe was to increase the juice. No problem. We don't pay juice. We are going to be smart. Again, if it's even money to minus 120, we've had it straight. Minus 130 to minus one. I think minus 125 to minus 135, those are round robins. Minus 140, you start to pair them and Paul Lamb. We are going to be cracking these books all year long. So, again, Colorado got it done. No one thought it could happen. And, of course, they got it done with ease. Julio Urias is awesome. No, I don't hate him. Let's do the offenses really quick. Uh, Colorado offense is just in the tank. I mean, dead worst swinging strike rate. Bottom five in chase rate. Bottom five in line drive rate. Bottom five in hard hit rate. Sub 300 OBP for the Rock. So they kind of came out looking okay. Right? I think Chris Bryant is actually going to be good this year. But and maybe we put the court before the horse. They strike out entirely too much. 28% K to only 6% walk. Remember, K-minus walk works for offenses also. 23% K-minus walk. Just, just unacceptable. With Arias' control, he's going to mop them up for sure. So DFS, if you're into that stuff, he's probably your, your SP1. I think he just goes ham today. Dodgers offense, you know, again, they, they the disciplinary stats jump off the page and kind of float that boat. 14% walk, 28-0 swing, that's your chase rate. 25% line drive, 52% hard hit. Like, so it's just like the things that they do, they do so well that yes, the Dodgers strikeout rate is at 25%. Um, percent. So that you know, that that's a that's not great, right? We don't want to paint. Yeah, like it is, but the 14% walk is telling you what they're working these pitchers to death. And that's what the Dodgers are doing. That reminds me of like that Yankee teams from a couple of years ago, where the whole philosophy was to get you to hundred pitchers, get in the soft underbelly, you know, that bullpen and manja, manja, eat out the livers like the king of the jungle. So, all right. Um, what are our, what are our plays? I got them right here. So let's recap. That's Colorado and the Dodgers. I think you got to leave this one. I know I got it here somewhere. I was told myself I was going to be more uh, on top of these things. So I got Philadelphia, New York. I know my boy Coop, just like his dude here. Let me allow me to help you. I had a different screen on, buddy. I'm sorry. I'm trying to do. I'm trying to do for me. You know. So we got Philly and New York F five O five, right? We had Tampa Bay and Washington at five O four and a half. Again, O four and a half. I don't know why I say I say five because we need five to score. It's O four and a half. Both of them. Okay. Did we get? And the third one that we're going to attack, right? Let's let's go with the Cleveland. Let's go with the Cleveland run line, full game run line, cover up the A's at plus one hundred and two. I think the A's spent the better part of their bullpen yesterday. I know they sort of the Guardians, but I think the Guardians are deep. I like guys like Stefan. They have Karinchak back there. That 
Oakland just they just don't. Oakland just doesn't. I worry. And again, like I worry about Sears. I think the offense might have shot their load yesterday. So all right, we'll take that one. I I thought there was another one, but that's okay. That's okay. Let's um let's get it, people. Hopefully, we get two out of three and get the show into the black. Thank you so so much again. I just I don't think I could fit any more you know data analysis or love into this show if you agree tag rob pizzola let him know i've got a job i'm doing you know rate review and subscribe to the audio only pod please subscribe to the youtube channel press that cartoon finger because it matters more than it should we'll be coming to you hot and heavy 115 off the crack of the bat maybe every noon monday through friday and if somehow you want any more like betting and stuff i have it all on Twitter, at John Legazo. It'll bring you to the streamer, the Sharpener site. But right now, it's all free. Go snoop around, man. Go check it out. It's every single thing you could think of if you're like a degenerate. It's pitcher rankings. It's starting pitcher data. All the data I bring to you, I present to you so you can hopefully apply it yourself. I run implied team totals. We score all the games. We list all the algo hits. And then, of course, we're betting the F5 team totals. And then hopefully at the end, you know, we're tweeting at each other and, uh, you know, eating steak and lobsters for dinner. So that'll do it for the very last time. Love you much. Do all the YouTube stuff. Do all the review stuff. Tag Rob. Let him know how much, how good of a hire it was. Right, Rob, man. What a killer hire. This guy, Johnny's all right, man. This guy's all right. All right, we're getting out of here, man. Enjoy the games. Enjoy your day. And when we're done with the book, enjoy that pay. Remember, everybody, when you work this hard, it feels a lot less like luck, yo. Peace.